Thank you for listening to this training audio. We hope it inspires and equips you. This recording is by the Archdeacon of Lancaster, David Pickin, titled Taking Children's Ministry Seriously, from the Untapped Children's Ministry Conference on the 13th of February, 2021. Thanking you so much for giving a day of your time on this topic. As we're starting to think about restarting in all sorts of ways our ministry after a pandemic, it's brilliant to know that so many of you remain invested in this topic of children's ministry. So thank you for that. And just thank you to everybody who's contributed to the day. We've had some really inspiring stuff. And uh, folks, it's brilliant that we've got folks here from other parts of the country today. Um, there's going to be a bit of brand Blackburn in what I say, but that doesn't mean that this doesn't apply to you because fundamentally what I'm going to say today um, really ought to, I hope, be on the hearts of all church leaders everywhere. So um, uh, our techie guy who's doing a fantastic job today, Dave, is on the case here. So Dave, I mean, if you'd like to put up the first... Uh, first slide from my PowerPoint, I'd be grateful. Because fundamentally, I want to pose a question. Um, and uh, those of you, uh, we've had a good shout out for Messy Church in other projects today. I'm also a bit of a godly play uh, guy myself. So you'll see some I wonder questions in all this. And I just wonder, what would happen if a child were placed at the centre of the church? Because actually, fundamentally, that's a vision that I have for um, for how the church should be. So during the course of the next half an hour, we're going to be thinking through together, what's it like if a child were placed at the centre of the church? And on the second slide, there's just a very, very simple question, because we're about to see a clip from um, a film that some of you will know very well. I think it's an awesome film, um, and I'll say a bit more about that in a minute. But I just wonder if this might be the reaction of some folks if we placed a child at the center of the church so thanks dave we'll have that uh, film clip now if we may well i like it anyway thank you for the appreciation around that um i i i, I just love it because it's it speaks so into um how folks might say and believe me if you don't know what an archdeacon does i spend quite a bit of time talking with churches about um, what their hopes are for the future. And it's not uncommon to sit with the church council and say, oh, we need more children and young people in church. Actually recognise that if you do that, there's going to be a difference. It's going to change you. And uh, if you, I, most of you will know the film, but if you don't know the film, the brilliant storyline for me um, is Boo, who's the little girl, if you don't know that. It, a child comes into a world of fear created by the monsters and transforms the world. Child comes into world and changes it forever. Have you ever heard that before? Oh, that's the gospel. Um, so so um, I hope that wouldn't be your reaction if we brought a child into the church, but I just wonder sometimes if that's what some people think. And it's that glorious abandon that she has that I think is so encouraging. And I want to tell you a story from my own experience. This goes back to the days when I was a curate. So it's about half a millennia ago, Ben and Sarah, for those of you who are so young. Um, but when I, when I did this back in the Jurassic era, I was sitting in church on Easter Sunday morning and the boss had just left to go to another parish. So I was in charge, which was a bit scary. So I'm sitting in the main seat 
and we just had Holy Communion and it was a beautiful sunny day and the sun was streaming into the church. It was a great day to be alive. It was a fantastic day for the day of resurrection. And we were having this little bit of holy silence just after Holy Communion. And then Sarah, one of our children, just came out from the pew and started dancing down the middle aisle of the church. She was in her own world. She was worshipping the Lord. She was full of joy and she was completely oblivious to the rest of us. It was magnificent. That's what happens when we put a child in the center of the church. For all the glorious liturgy that we'd had for the beautiful choir and all the rest of it, meeting with the Lord in Holy Communion, a little one showed us a glimpse of what it was to know and do Easter joy. So that's what I want us to think about in this final talk. And whereas we've had lots of people with lots of great expertise trying to show us uh, ways in which we can engage, what I want us to do here, the takeaway from this one from me, if, as it were, is what are we going to do about this in the end? But anyway, uh, next slide, if you would, Maestro. We've had um, one seminar on um, Beyond the Children's Corner, and you'll recognise there a children's corner. We all know what that looks like. Now, some of you will know this, some of you won't, but one of the things that archdeacons do is spend their time helping parishes think about how better to use their church building. So we're always chuffed to bits when a church comes along and says, we've been thinking we want to create a space in the church where children are more comfortable. It's great news. It's not bad news. I want you to hear that long and loud. And anyway, we're recording this, so it's very clear what I'm saying. So we like a children's corner because it means that people are actually taking young people and children in their church seriously. And I know my wife, Kathy, who used to be a children's worker, would say so often when she takes a children's group around church and they say, what was the best bit afterwards? They'll often pick this bit because they recognize that somebody has created a space for them. So I'm all for children's corners. It's a great thing to do. However, as Beyond the Children's Corner suggests, my premise today is let's put the children in the centre of the church and work from there in terms of what we want to do. So never hear me uh, being anything other than positive about finding a really good creative space for children to meet with adults. But the church needs to take seriously the fact that we can put children in the heart of the church. And I'm rather hoping that our Bible reader for today, Lindsay, is queued up because if we go to the next slide um dave this is such a familiar text of course it is but it never does us any harm to hear scripture so Lindsay, uh, i'm looking into it uh, into the dark a bit here but if you're out there and you can read that passage i'd be ever so grateful okay it says then people brought little children to jesus for him to place his hands on them and pray for them but the disciples rebuked them jesus said let the little children come to me and do not hinder them for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. When he had placed his hands on them, he went on from there. Thank you. <laughs> now, everybody knows that text. It could be described as the children's ministry text, couldn't it? We know that. We know Jesus did something extraordinarily special. Jesus took seriously those whom society basically had no regard for. So what does it look like when a church really starts to take that text 
seriously? Well, it might mean starting off by things like a children's corner. It might mean rethinking who we are, how we do things. And I'm very happy to move on to the next slide now. Um, Dave, thank you. But it will mean two particular things. It will mean listening carefully to the voice of the child. There's nothing worse for me than somebody assuming they know what I think. You will find that quite difficult as well when somebody thinks they can speak for you. Um, ben this morning just touched on the whole Black Lives Matter experience of last year and the ongoing debate around that. And, you know, folks say to me, you know, I, 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 you know, I'm really grateful for you as a supporter, for an ally in a number of places, but I don't need you to speak for me. I need to be able to speak. And that's such an important principle in so many facets of society, how important it is for children. Sometimes they're going to need us to advocate for them. But here and now, let's establish as a principle that as a takeaway from today, we go back and encourage and maybe challenge our church about how we listen to the voice of the child. And do you know what? For years and years, I've had conversations with clergy colleagues, lay colleagues as well, but clergy colleagues, about wouldn't it be great if we paused a bit and had a real chance to think differently about how we want to do church? Well, do you know what, folks? We haven't had a great time of it in the last year. It's been really hard. Many of us have been ill some of us uh, have grieved um we've seen sickness in others but the one thing it has done is it's given a chance to see things differently and we are and we have been doing things differently and we've learned loads of things as we were hearing earlier today we're at a great moment now as philip said right at the start of the day to be re-envisaging how we're going to do things into the future. So in that word of the day, imagination, what in our imagination are we going to do now to see things differently, to just introduce some of these principles that we've talked about that will bring a fresh perspective, a fresh possibility for, um, for that. And so I want to just offer that as an opportunity here today. And uh, I tell you what, Dave, let's go back to the whole screen again for a moment, if we can. Um, so you can lose my PowerPoint just for now. Because I really, really want to encourage you today. You folks have got this heart for working with children and young people. You've got the, this desire to do things um, in a way that honours them that serves them in church and of course out and so what i want to do in this session is no more and no less than ask you that question if we do place a child at the center of the church what difference will that make and as we go away from here we've got folks here we've got incumbents with us today we've got folks who are in leadership positions we've we've got folks who just have a heart for this stuff Everybody here today can make a difference about this. Now, at this point, um, I'm wondering if we should go into breakout groups for five minutes. I wondered if we'd have time, and I think we have. Um, at this point, in an ideal, what we'd do is we'd go into breakout groups with our church group, but that's really almost impossible to arrange in Zoom. 
But I do want you in a moment to go into a breakout group and it could be anything you've heard today. It could be something else that's on your heart. We have got a chance over the rest of this year and beyond to change things in our church, a chance like we've not had before. Because we will never go back just to the way we did it before. That is not going to happen. It, even if we wished it to, it is not going to happen. So for those of us who really have this heart for ministry to children and young people to be front and centre of the church's ministry, in a minute, we'll go into breakouts for a few minutes. And just in the breakouts, you're not going to come back and report in. There wouldn't be time. And that's not the important thing. What I want you to do in that breakout session is have a conversation with your colleagues and share what's on your heart. What might you take away that in your setting, in your context, in your church, what might you take away that would help you better place the child at the centre of the church? And, you know, if that's going to make for some slightly difficult conversations at the PCC and you want an archdeacon to come along and give you a hand with that conversation, I'm your man. So, Sarah, I don't know, or is it Stephen, whoever, um, if we can pop folks into breakouts for five minutes, I'd be dead grateful. I think the question's obvious. It's, I think we're all back. Is that right? Feels okay? Yep, I'll carry on. Folks, um, I hope that was a helpful uh, few minutes for you just to think that through. And you might just want to give a thought to who you're going to go and talk about that with at church next before you go on to another phase to talk it through, to pray it through any thoughts that you've had. And I want to um, deliberately give you something at the end that's got a bit of the R factor. Uh, and, I don't, and, I, and I don't mean that nasty one that keeps going up and down. I mean the R factor. Um, this is about five minutes worth from actually it was, I confess, but after I left, it was my, a project my old church did before I left parish ministry a few years after I left. But I know most of the children in it. The production quality is not um, professional by any manner of means, um, which is why it's subtitled. But if you ever wanted to know why you might want to put a child at the centre of the church and to listen to their voice and what they might have to teach us about God. Well, let's let's just have a listen. God talks to us, so why shouldn't we talk to him? I'm going to leave it at that. Um, folks, I really look forward to hearing what fruit is born from today. And seriously, there's plenty of great folks around to help you. But I am entirely serious about the earlier comment. If you need uh, conversation at your PCC and it helps somebody to facilitate that, I and others will be more than happy to do that. Sarah, thank you very much indeed. We hope that you've enjoyed this talk. For more resources and training, please visit our resource area on bdeducation.org.uk.